in terms of the landscape the way it is now though it, is there like have there, is there been time for like regulation to be put in place is is that becoming like is that more mainstream now or is that still are they still catching up with regulations as well is that is that something that needs to be really worked on so when they know the true potential of what this what yeah. really can happen like what regulation is there is there is it is it profound at the moment or is it are we still is it still being configured still being configured i would say we're seeing early signs of regulatory impact on the api security space and you know same thing we saw with cloud computing for a long time the auditors they had no idea what to make of any of this stuff and little by little you know pci and hipaa and so on they started to create sets of controls for cloud environments current state i've not seen anything specific to api security in HIPAA, PCI, NIST cybersecurity framework is lacking it. NIST 853 and other common financial uh, services, one is lacking it. The impact that we've seen so far on the regulatory side, it's kind of funny because it's a little bit hit or miss and it's on SOC 2. And, you know, if for people who aren't familiar with SOC 2, SOC 2 is more about your operations and kind of, let's say, consistency of operation, good security practices, but not super prescriptive. But one part of SOC 2 is a penetration test and some ongoing penetration testing of, let's say, external applications that your company owns or services that you run and so on. And so it's a little bit down to how good your pen testers are right now as to whether they actually pull APIs in scope or not. We've seen some, yes, but we've I'd say that's, you know, kind of one in 10 maybe at this point who have started to recognize that there is like a real attack surface, there is real risk of data exposure and so on relative to APIs. Um, so very early days of this, I would say. And that's another scary fact, isn't it? <laughs> that the regulation isn't catching up yet, but I'm assuming it will do. And, and, and with companies like, you, like yourselves, like oh, bringing, bringing this more like out of the shadows and into like the real, like the mainstream, whether it be enterprise or whether it be main, like the middle, like middle level companies um i think that can only be a good thing that that we get more and more visibility over this um and understanding from it um i mean i i, I think we could talk all day about this I, I i really do it seems like there is so much really that we could open up and every every piece we talk about we could open up further and further and further um in terms of like as a, a almost like a conclusion to this um where like I suppose that's I mean it's the question that everybody asks, but like where is this going? What what do you think like it, what do the next two or three years like are gonna bring to us from like a, an API and, and or almost I suppose it's a full cybersecurity way, but where do you find like the cloud? Where where are we gonna go now for the next maybe two or three years? What what do you yeah. think is gonna be the future? Look, I think I, I came to this from cloud security. And I came to this from kind of the evolution of watching how customers use cloud over time. And what we saw was kind of, you know, and I'm rewinding, I know, taking a tangent, but I promise we'll get there. What we saw in like the early days was people operated cloud environments very much like they operate data centers. And then they start their cloud kind of, let's call it the cloud maturity journey. And they start to get a little bit better and they realize, oh, you know, there's a lot of value if I get out of the, the business of managing my database servers and so on. And so they, they move things to RDS or other kind of database as a service offerings. 
And then, you know, they get one level wiser again and they realize, wow, actually, like there's a lot of power in this kind of ephemeral compute architecture. And, you know, we can like do upgrades faster. We can cycle from version one to version two so much quicker. And if there's problems, we can roll back with infrastructure as code. And they embrace all those things that we hear talked about. And, you know, those buzzwords that do end up actually being useful once you've understood them properly and can kind of implement a process around them. And then what we see at the end of that is, you know, they get to a point where they're like, actually, virtual machines are kind of terrible. They're really just the equivalent of servers, but I still have to manage them like servers. I've got to install agents and patch them and blah, 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 blah. And actually, there's no benefit from that. Um, really, I just want like a compute infrastructure to run my application. And so they kind of get to that point and then they realize containers are better. They realize serverless is better for other use cases. And once they go through that transformation, they end up with very much a decomposed microservice architecture. And the common thread is APIs sitting on a network. And those APIs are kind of fronting data sets and they're also enabling business transactions. So that was kind of the evolution I saw on the cloud side. The reason I, I take the time of kind of making that point is because what I see on that side actually kind of mirrors where cloud security tooling has gone. So cloud security tooling really started from that infrastructure, you know, those early open S3 bucket use cases. And then it kind of added more visibility into to identities and IAM, identity and access management on AWS and Azure and Google and all the cloud providers. And then it started to kind of move up the stack, right? So you started to get visibility into container clusters. You started to get visibility into operating systems. And then you would see correlations between like, you know, this EC2 instance sitting on this VPC with these ports open to the world. Well, that instance has CVE ABC123. And so we've got a, a real risk around that instance connected to this RDS server with this data set on it. And you start to see these levels of correlation that are pretty new to cloud security, honestly. It's really been about the last kind of two and a half, three-ish years that that started to be a thing. And that is a much more powerful view, by the way. Because if we think about like that initial assessment where I've just got so much inventory and then I get a checklist of things that are wrongly configured, well, that's a lot of work and it's also hard to contextualize. But when I have that kind of full contextual view of, you know, this instance, this vulnerability connected to this data set because of these open ports, et cetera, like now I can really understand risk. And what I think is going to happen is that, you know, it continues to kind of come together. And I think APIs become the layer on top of that because they are the out the outwardly exposed thing. And so you're going to see APIs on top of that stack. You know, this API with this poor authentication protocol connects to this workload that has this data set. And you'll again have, you know, a better contextualized risk quantification model that you can use to improve your overall security for the organization. I do think we're in the early days of that, by the way. Like, I think we're kind of, I don't know, year and a half, two-ish years away from that all kind of coming together in one consumable stack. But that's where I think it's going to turn. And I do think, you know, we, we saw at RSA, for instance, a number of people that I saw talking about kind of the combination of cloud security and application security, you know, bringing those two constructs together. You see a lot of this kind of consolidation because I think that context is so critical. We've all got more security problems in our organizations than we care to admit. And, you know, when you can contextualize them, you can kind of 
make an assessment as to what's really super high risk that needs to be taken care of like ASAP and what's like, okay, one step below that. And let me go put out the burning fires first. That's, that's what I see really. Well, I, th I think that that seems, it does seem logical that they start to, we start to compact, we start to, to build, like you said, like adding extra layers onto the stack to give that more context into the, uh, like, the data i mean obviously i mean clearly we're i mean we're so data abundant um and it's just becoming as we become more and more savvy with um what's what's there um i think obviously it, it's going to go that way as is, as you say but um like i said we could talk about this i'm sure we could talk about this all day but um yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to have had you on um jeremy and we really do appreciate your time and your expertise um, and I'm sure our audience will too. So no, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure, Karen.